Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Welcome to Fostering Change. Today we are talking to Rob's son, Alex. Alex is 19 years old and the newest member of the Shear family. And we've been wanting to do this podcast since Alex came into your family because I think our listeners will be very interested to hear his story because it's so incredible and to learn a little bit more about Alex. So welcome to Fostering Change, Alex. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So excited. I have to tell you, I've been also, Dana, wanting to do this podcast. Um, and for those of you who know, I actually have my, my youngest son, Tristan, is here in the studio as well. In the conference room studio, yeah, yes. Yeah, the conference room studio. And um, it, it's crazy because I talk about this quite often to people. Um, Reese and I, first of all, never planned on having four kids. We, you know, I write about it in my book. One kid is all we wanted. We thought, well, we'd be parents to one kid. And then we got four kids. And then we were thought we were, we were really done. I mean, it's, it's a lot to raise four kids. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and then I met Alex last year. And um, it was just meant to be. It was like, okay, this kid is supposed to live with us. And I think it was after our first dinner um, mm. that we were at. Where did we go? Guapos. To Guapos. It was that first dinner that I remember having to take him back to his foster family. And I remember how quiet everybody was in the <laughs> car then after dropping him off. And it was like... Then it would, the question started, like, when is he coming back? And I knew at that moment, I looked at Reese, and Reese could just tell when I looked at him that I was like, okay, this kid's just not coming for dinner, but we're going to have him right. come home. Right. <laughs> He's so. ours. Oh, I love that. So so tell everybody how you guys met. So I was in a, a group at, at my school, and Rob came to give a speech in front of our group. And as you listened to him talk, what was going through your mind? I mean... I connected to the story a lot. Like, I sit right by the door, so if I needed to run out, I could because, you know, I wanted to cry. I mean, it took everything in me to not cry. I remember that day. I, I remember, I and I can tell you exactly where he was sitting. And um, I was facing forward in this group of young men, and um, I could see Alex in my peripheral vision sitting at the end um, by the door. His curly hair... Beautiful, beautiful eyes, and and I just it was just this weird connection. And again, I'm fortunate. I go all over the country and talk to children out of the, in the system and kids who have aged out of the system, um, and I get to meet them quite often. But never have I met a, a young boy who, um, literally, I knew at that particular moment when the guidance counselor 
which a big shout out to Mr. Ryan. He amazing, amazing guidance counselor. And the, the principal introduced me to Alex. And I knew at that moment, I was just like, and I remember pulling my card out and giving you my card mm-hmm. and said, let's keep, we're going to keep in touch. And then you called me the next day. You called me the next day. That was great. Yeah. It was great. Like I said, you know, I talk to people all the time and, and having an older child come into your home. I mean, Alex's story is Alex's story. And I'm, I'm so happy that he's chosen to be on the podcast and share it. And Alex, I hope you talk a little bit about, you know, how you ended up in the system and, you know, the placements that you had. But I will tell you, I can't. When I see like the new family picture that we just took or when I see Alex sitting at the dinner table with our family or like last night swimming in the pool, if he's swimming with his brothers and sister, it's I don't ever remember him not being with us. Right, right. And it, it's amazing because I remember you telling me about when you first met Alex and I just had this feeling too. I was like, I think this kid is going to end up in their family. Like there, there's no going back now. This was meant to be. So Alex, do you want to share a little bit about your story and how old you were when you went into foster um, care sure when i when i entered the system i think a week right after i turned 17 um recently before then i was hospitalized for depression and i opened up to the counselor saying like you know i feel like i can't i can't come to school while i'm at school all i think about is my grandmother who i would take care of when i would go home and yeah i couldn't focus on school at all i my main priority was to take care of my grandmother because I knew nobody else was. You're definitely a good caregiver, my son, I will tell you. You know, Alex is, um, as I said, it's his story. And, and I was fortunate enough to meet Alex's biological sister. And um, she's an amazing human. And, um, you know, life wasn't always easy for you. And you definitely grew up very similar to what I grew up and very similar to thousands of thousands of other children. And the fact that you felt like you needed to take care of your grandmother for all those years. And, you know, um, and now I just hope that, you know, as a human that you cut to now take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, even though his dad and I are, we are definitely, I think, you know, was it a little weird when you moved into our house and here there were four other kids and, you know, we're very involved parents. Like I'm always like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Come with us. Was that a little weird? Yeah. You know, it was was definitely weird. Tell me a little bit about what you, when I remember when the courts decided that you could come and live with us Mm -hmm. and it was before we were going away on vacation. And I remember like they said something like, well, he has to go back on like January the third or something for like, we were trying to do this and he had been with us at that point. We're like, you're not going any, we can't go anywhere. You know, um, what was that like? It was crazy. I mean, I remember thinking I was like, all right, there's there's no turning back now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> was it hard for you to to trust and to really to to feel part of a family just because it was so new to you and, and it was just probably like a surprise, like a chance meeting? Was it hard for you to trust like this is real and these people actually care about me? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I can imagine it was probably a little bit hard to to really trust that these people were for real after going through so much. Yeah, I definitely could see that when you first came. Um, It was a little different for you and you weren't used to, you know. And by the way, he'd been in other foster homes. It wasn't like, you know, there weren't other people. I just don't think that he's – and again, we are so – 
thankful for foster parents and for people who who step up and take care of a child. The difference between Reese and I is that we had made this decision to do this without being foster parents. So we actually petitioned. We don't receive a stipend um, like foster parents do. Um, Alex is what we consider Alex our son. He We don't consider him a kid from the system that's living in our home for a short period of time. So um, where most and Alex knew that. And Alex was like, you know, he knew that, like, here are these two people that are that are bringing me into their family. And we're not they're not even getting paid for it. And and by the way, he gets an allowance. And, you know, he turned 19. His dad and I bought him a car because, you know, that's what you he do. He needs. Your, yeah. You need it for, you know. And um, and by the way, he he does chores and he actually does more chores than the other kids and doesn't understand why the other kids don't help more. Um, <laughs> but he definitely. So my youngest son, Tristan's here. So Tristan, I have a question for you. What do you think to have an older brother? It's nice to have an older brother because he takes care of me and, like, he takes me places sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Tristan's right. I mean, I I see that with you, with all your siblings, and um, that how you definitely, he takes the big brother role. Definitely, and I can see that just in the things that you post on uh, on Instagram and Facebook about your family, and that Alex has just come in and been an amazing big brother to to all the kids. So yeah, he it's really awesome. has, and he's and he's it's so f- funny to see how he is with the with Reese and I because he has a different relationship with. Reese and I and and um in the very beginning Reese was very reserved and you know because Reese was worried it was like all of a sudden you know we have an 18 year old living in our home and we're responsible for him and um and now I mean I will sit in the living room and I will hear the two of them in the kitchen and they'll be laughing and they you know it's like I said Alex you've definitely brought a lot of love and joy into our home and thank you for correcting my grammar all the time and (laughs) 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 thank you for reading my Facebook post and telling me that I have to change the sentence and I don't put enough commas and he's a smart kid I want everybody to know my son is a very smart kid for a kid who's grown up how he grew up to graduate from high school with a 3.6. And yes, I say that often because I'm so, so proud of him for that. Um, But the thing is, is Alex has choices in his life now because no matter that he is now 19 and, and whatever the state wants to say, he's his quote title is in the system. He's always a sheer. He will always be at home. He will always have his bedroom. He will always, this will be his family for the rest of his life and then some. How did you manage to maintain such good grades and do so well in school? Um, well, well, I didn't. Um, like when I was taking care of my grandmother, I had, I had horrible grades. I mean, I failed. I almost failed eighth grade twice. I ended up taking a test to, to just pass the grade and to move on to high school. From then on, I got into an early college. You know, I wrote an essay, I did did an interview, I was accepted, and I just tried to to balance taking care of somebody and and schoolwork. You know, I get asked this question quite often, Alex, is where did you find the grit? Where did you find that in yourself to pull yourself up and to realize that, you know, you, you deserved better? You know, I think that's where a meditation in my life came in. You know, somebody would ask me, like, you know, what, what do you do in your downtime? I say, well, besides of taking care of my grandmother, I would sit and try to imagine a better life for myself. Wow. That's amazing. 
Yeah. It's just something, it's just something within you and who you are that's there that it, it can't really be explained. I feel like, you know, how, how some kids are able to just pull themselves up and have that strength. Yeah. No, so. you're right. I mean, Dana and I, we are so lucky. We interviews people all the time who have been touched by the system or in the system or age out of the system. And the one common thread that we keep hearing over and over is that they wanted a better life for themselves. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that that is, is so important. I haven't been able to get this meditation thing down, everybody. I want everyone to know that. My son has tried. Um, he knows I have sleeping issues. and he knows, So he's tried to do this whole meditation thing. Um, the other thing I have to tell you all the story, and I, and I try not to tell a lot of Alex's story, but um, my son's a vegan. And so that has been something new for our family to experience. I laughed when, when Alex decided to become a vegan. For those of you who follow us on social media, you'll know my husband is probably the most supportive person in the world. And literally, when one of our children decide to do something, he's all in. And so he was he is so into is it veganism? Is that, is you that, can call it that. I can call yeah. it that. So he is so into Alex and his veganism that, you know, he will literally, for the while, he makes different dinners. Um, but now he's, he's figured out how to incorporate our whole family eating some type of food that would be the same plant base that Alex would eat. Um, but it's just so cool how, you know, we just support each other, you know, and he wants to be a vegan. I'm sorry, but I like my steak. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you can have it. You can have it. You know, Alex, the other thing I'd like people to know about you that I, I, I've known this for a while, but I think last night we were sitting outside having dinner. Um, and my, my son is an amazing writer. He writes some of the most mm. unbelievable lyrics. Um, he, if you know, he doesn't really like to talk about his social media. And even as his dad, I don't follow my son on social media. Um, my husband follows him, but I don't follow him and I don't know why, (laughs) but, um, probably because I get too emotional, but, um, every, he, he does these amazing quotes and, um, and I love when you do the quotes and when you tell me, so have you posted yet today? No, no. What'd you post yesterday? Um. Uh, let me see here. I'd love for you to read one of your quotes that you that you post. You know the fact that he he actually gets this out of his own mind. A lot of quotes that I post, by the way, I will be the first one to say. Um, I get some of them from my son. <laughs> he, he will share me a quote. Um. So what'd you post yesterday? So yesterday, my quote was: "You have to experience depression to experience happiness." Wow. So true. Yep, it is. When you really can see the dark, then you can appreciate the light. So true. Yep, absolutely. Wow. That is really, really good. I'll have to remember that one. There was another <laughs> quote that you did just recently that I, I really liked, and you said you were going to drop it on the podcast. Do you remember which um, one that was? No, I don't. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I remember you were like, you say, came to me and said that. You know, Alex, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for opening up your heart and being able to, you know, it's hard when you're 18 and all of a sudden to be, you know, not knowing what your future is going to be. I remember when you told me 
before we had said we wanted you to move home that you were going to go in the military and I was just like mm-hmm. you know me as a boy who was in the military I went in the military because I had no choices and I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty funny the other day when the social worker arrives which by the way she still comes and checks in um, and you know maybe stays 10 minutes now because he's just so happy and he just doesn't. But he's, she said, um, so Alex, are you going to, you thinking the military? And he was like, no, he was like, I'm going to college, you know? So he, which I'm so excited. He's decided to spend the first year at home. I don't think that I could have recent. I both talked about this. This has nothing to do with the pandemic, whether we had the pandemic or not having Alex, move home with us and then all of a sudden him leave to go to college so soon we weren't ready for that right right you You wanted that time together exactly exactly and so and and i was talking to some friends last night we have a six-month rule in our family and each one of the kids get a free six-month pass and what that pass is is they can travel all over the, the world their dad and i will support them but they have six months and after six months they have to have a plan so we went to alex and told him about how each of the kids get six months and what are you going to do with your six months and he was like I'm saving it till after the pandemic. (laughs) You're going to save it till after the Mm. pandemic and then take a little sabbatical for your six months. What is one of the first places that you want to go? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. That'll be fun. It'll be nice. You'll put on your backpack and off he'll go to Costa Rica. Oh my God. And and now that you know you're going to go to school, what do you want to study? Um, Right now I want to study psychology. That's a good one. That is a really good one. I, I, I say to him that he's got to make sure that he does something because he's going to have to take care of Reese and I when we get really old because <laughs> I'm worried about the other kid. <laughs> and at least he'll have to take care of his siblings. Yeah. So listen, so listen, Alex, um, first of all, thank you. I'm, I'm, I, you. I say it quite often. I'm so happy that I get to call you my son. Um, I love you as if you were with me from the first breath that you took. And I tell you this, and I've said this quite often, the only regret I have is that I have not had the opportunity to raise you from a baby. And now I get to have you for the rest of your life. And so I just know that, you know, your dads love you and we support you and our love is unconditional. And thank you for coming on our show, Dana and I, we've really, and I'm not going to try to get emotional, but I just want you to know that, um, I try to take it easy on you. Thank you. You're you always yeah yeah. He picks on me quite a bit. I want you to know though that your your brothers and your sister, and your dad and I are going to always be here for you because you're our family. And even though I now have to change my license plate because it says the sheer six, and now we are the sheer seven, <laughs> and now we literally have started changing our passcodes on all of our devices because it always had something to do with our six, and now we don't tell everybody what your passwords are, Rob. Come on. But Come now we, we have seven. We have seven children. And, and, and someone asked me the other day, are we done? Um, no. No. Dana, we, you and I will probably talk a couple of years from now on a podcast because um, we'll be together forever. Um, and we will probably have more children. So just never say never. So, you know... Alex, we end our podcast the same way with everyone, and I'm pretty excited to to have Dana ask the question that she asks each and every one of our guests. Um, and since you have firsthand experience of our foster care system, and probably more recently than most of our guests, go ahead. If you could change two things about the foster care system, what would mm. they be? It's a hard question. It's a very hard question. I'm sure there are a lot more than two. And by the way, <laughs> yeah. it can be anything you want. 
I mean, you've been in group homes, you've been in single family homes. What do you think the two things are? I've been in a group home. Well, that doctor yeah. house, the hospital place. What is? What do you think the two things are that that they could do differently? I think one thing they could do differently is not push medication as much as they do. We haven't heard that answer yet. No, that's the first. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense. Doesn't solve everything. Yeah, I have experience with that. Yeah, that is so true. By the way. And especially for kids that have experienced so much trauma, you really have to work through all that. You can't just take medication yeah. and forget. It doesn't go away. Like the, the right. person that you become and the things you deal with are all a result of things you experience. And you have to f- figure out how to deal with that, not just yeah. medicate. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that part. I mean, I, I can tell you that, you know, if you were to do a poll for kids who are in the system, you'd be shocked at the majority of the kids who are medicated and they're medicated because of exactly what you just said. They don't want to work through that. Right. You know, and we've talked about kids that they should get therapy and yes. that a lot of them don't, or yep. they reject it. They don't want it. Then they don't have to have it and right. how they should all be in therapy. No, I agree. I will say that what I've learned just by having grace, I'm having Alex come to my home um, that I've just, guess I just didn't think about it anymore is that I do see the difference that foster parents treat their foster children compared to their biological children. And I've, I've experienced that firsthand with Alex um, being in the system. And so I wish they, that would change. I wish that, you know, you could, the kids would stop being called foster children and they would be called kids. And we say that all the time. So listen, my son, thank you. You know, your future is bright. You're going to go some crazy places in your life and just know that you're not going to do it alone. And so many kids this year alone, over 28,000 will age out of foster care. And the, the fact that we just saw a statistic that one out of five will immediately be homeless. Um, I think about all those children and I'm just so glad that, you know, you never will have to worry about that because you're home and I love you. Thank you, Dana, for having my my boys here. And thank you, Tristan, for being here as well. Yes, thank you, laugh. Tristan. And Alex, thank you so much for being um, on the podcast and for sharing some of your story. Right. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.